Welcome to the Christ Sees You podcast. My name is Ian Warner, and I am the community pastor here at Cottage Grove Church in Des Moines, Iowa. And uh, today, I'm going to be in one of my favorite chapters in all of scripture. Um, I've really come to love this recently. Um, it's 1 Corinthians 12. Um, and yeah, I could read the whole thing. It goes on. But I, I, I'll probably just read a section starting in uh, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 14 through... Uh, maybe 19, we'll see how it goes. But it says this, For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, Because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear should say, Because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members of the body, each one of, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor, again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable, and on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor, and our presentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to take to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. All right. So here's why I, I love all of 1 Corinthians 12, because it really pushes back on our culture, which continues to push this idea of just doing your own thing. Right. The reason why there's so many people who say they're spiritual, say they have a relationship with Jesus, but want nothing to do with the church. Is because they're still believing a lie that they can do it all on their own. I don't need other people. I can read the Bible. I don't need a pastor to preach the word of God. I don't need to serve. I don't, and that's all it is. It's just, I don't need anything else. It is, I am self-sufficient. I can do it all on my own. But when we looked at the disciples who spent time with Jesus, they didn't do it on their own. They needed someone. And the reality is for each and every single person, you don't have all the gifts. You, you do have some gifts. You have a gift, but you do not have all the gifts. No one is equipped to do everything. And this is a really good thing because if we were equipped to do everything, what you would see happen is very similar to what happens when people become extremely wealthy. There's a lot of billionaires that don't follow Christ and there's a reason for that because when you are, when you have that level of money, you don't need other people. You begin to think you are God yourself. I don't have to obey or submit to anything else. You believe you're too smart for that. But this 1 Corinthians text is really pointing and getting to our hearts that no, 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 you were made in a way that you were just a part of a larger body. So if God's mission is going to be accomplished. We all need to rely on other people. It means that you're going to need other people to minister to you. You're going to need other people to exhort you. You're going to need other people to, to preach to you. You're going to need other people to, to serve you. You're going to need other people in your life. Nobody gets to say, I got it all on my own. And even if you try to say you don't need other people here, you still need Jesus. All of this points back to the fact that we are dependent on other people. 
So what does it all have to do with community engagement? What does it have to do with, with, with serving? How do we make this make sense? One of the, the big things is recognizing that you might have a calling to do something, but you need other people's help to order in order to bring that to life. Maybe you're a really good doer, but you need someone to do some of the admin and the planning. Maybe you're good at the admin, and the planning, but you need somebody else to actually go out and do those things. It doesn't matter what your role is, how small it is or how large it is. We all need to play our part. If we are going to make disciples of all nations, if we're going to glorify God in all we do, we need other people because our, our sinful hearts, just naturally the flesh in us wants to pull us away from God. It wants us to pull us into making ourselves God. But when we humbly come before God and recognize, wow, your word clearly points out that you have not given all the gifts to any one person outside of Jesus. We recognize, okay, maybe some of the things I've been wanting to do in life that I feel like God has genuinely called me to, they haven't worked because I've been trying to do it all on my own. Because I haven't humbled myself and recognized, no, I need other people. I need them to be present. But I think this is also a call to something bigger too. There are lots of people who do serve very much in the community. That's like their thing. But they're like, ah, I don't know about this church stuff. No, the church is what God designed, is how God designed things to be. He didn't have to create the church. He could have done it without, without the church. But this is his design. And this creates a tension that we've all faced in different areas, right? It's like, are you going to follow what you think would, be the, would be the best way for things to be? Or are you going to follow God's design for things? You see, when Christ gave himself up, he gave himself up for his bride, which is the church. And the church needs to function in a certain way. And one of those ways is recognizing other people's gifts and being willing to see those gifts people have, calling them into things. So if you see someone who has a, 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 an ability to do something that you know can be a huge benefit to the community, call them into that. Help them to recognize that. Exhort them into God's calling for their life. But also then for yourself, recognize like, wait a minute. What, a, what am I doing to play my role? See, if everyone doesn't play their role, that means the body's weak. We're limping. You can't just remove a whole bunch of muscles from your leg and not expect that it's going to cause you some pain and make the whole body limp. The church has limped for so many years because people don't want to Use the gifts God has given them, right? Not the gifts they earned. The gifts that God has given them. They don't want to use those to glorify his name. Instead, those gifts just get used to glorify our own names, to build our own wealth, to build our own assets, right? Instead of being like, no, how can I take what he has given me to glorify his majesty, to, to show people his holiness, his splendor, to pull people into the goodness that we've all got to experience, the grace that we've got to experience through Jesus Christ, but we're not going to do it alone. So my, my, my call today from this text is simply read through all first Corinthians 12, such a great chapter in the Bible. But, um, after you do it, just think about what gifts God has given you and how are you using those gifts to serve the community around you? Thank you so much for listening to the Christ sees you podcast. If you want to get in touch with me to share your own story or to connect me with someone who has an amazing God story, my email is iwarner at cottagegrovepsm.com. That's iwarner at cottagegrovepsm.com. And if you want more of this podcast, make sure you subscribe. See you next time.